What's up, you guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Bitchopedia. Today, I have back with me my bestie, Kate Neal. Hey, my Virgo sister. Yes. And I feel like, okay, so this is a topic I picked a while ago. Um, and it's about frenemies. And when I talked to you about it, you were like, I don't know for sure what that is. So I feel like maybe, maybe I need to explain. Maybe it's not as common as I thought it was. But a frenemy is basically a person who presents themselves as a friend, but has a fundamental dislike for you or like a rivalry with you. So basically like a fake ass friend. <laughs> or like society it's fine yeah <laughs> yes and I think like we talked about this too like we've I, we don't necessarily keep them close to us it doesn't have to be like your best friend but these can be people who are just like around you you know like in your outer circle so have you ever come into contact with a frenemy like have you ever had one <laughs> um yes so I would say most of my life that my friends or my my most of my friends were actually frenemies Mm -hmm. Um, able to decipher them that way originally it just took me some time to figure out um and due to like my own mental health stuff I was like no either you're imagining it or that's your anxiety or if you like my mom yourself Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Or my mom would tell me, I remember at some point, like in middle school or whatever, um, because I had such an intense disliking for myself. Uh I remember telling me, like, I think they might just be jealous. And I was like, you're my mom and you're obviously lying to me to make me feel better because I feel like shit about myself. So how could that be? Um, And then I'm older and looked back and realized like, oh, how they grew up, Uh their perspective and how their family had talked to them about other people or the comparison factor might have made them resent me or have like negative feelings where I just was like, I want my friends to be happy and good. And like, blah, yes. blah, blah. yeah. And that, so, and along the same lines, that's how it was too. Like a lot of these, I mean, obviously I'm 30 now, so I've gotten to the point where like, I'm pretty good at cutting out toxic people. Like I don't have time for bullshit and that comes with age. But especially like middle school, high school, those were the people like those. That's really, I feel like prime age for like frenemies. And mm-hmm. like you said, your mom says they're jealous. A lot of people write that off. And I used to hate that. Like that, that's a go-to logic for why someone's being mean to you. Because it's like, if people say that about me, it's like, I'm not, I'm not jealous of you. I literally just don't like you as a person. But oftentimes that really is, it really does stem from you know, jealousy or whatever, like feeling, you know, their insecurities, that's where it's based from. And they're just projecting all of that bullshit on you. And one thing we were talking about before we started was that frenemies, I've, like I said, I came up with the topic a while ago and I was thinking it was going to be like, not necessarily fun, but like a cute, lighthearted topic or whatever. But then I started looking at it and was like, I didn't, some of this behavior is just like, low-key narcissist. (laughs) This is actually just like narcissistic behavior, you know? Yes, which is what you told me. And I was like, yeah, I can bring out my cyclops. Good. <laughs> yes. You're like, okay, no, I've got the official term now, narcissist. I get it now. Well, um, okay, so just to summarize again, basically what a frenemy is, is that like you said, when you were younger and you're supportive and you're like, I just want my friends to be like successful and happy. A frenemy is someone who's basically sad when you win and happy when you lose. 
and they want you to be like you can be successful but not more successful than them right yeah. like as long as I'm doing better than you you can do as well as you want but not better than me because it's like at the same time they don't want you to do so badly that you make them look bad for being associated exactly. but also you should never be better than I am or me I should never perceive that you have something I can't have exactly and it's funny that you bring that up because there was something when I was reading about this um it was talking about the closeness rule and there was a lot of stuff on there um and some of this stuff I was like this is kind of bad advice like as far it was kind of like petty advice on some of these websites I was looking up that was like just try to outsmart them and like lie to them and feed them misinformation and I was like exactly what I'm looking for but they did talk about the closeness rule and it basically said that people don't envy someone who is too high above them or too far below them and the example they gave was like a CEO is not jealous of like an entry-level manager you know what I mean like and in in reversal too like they're not necessarily jealous of the CEO it's like the next step up like that's where they've got their sights set on you know so you kind of think of it that way too is like you kind of hang around with people who have stuff in common with you. So they're not going to be, I'm not jealous of like a multimillionaire getting on a jet because that seems kind of unreachable for me, you know, but like my friend getting a new Jeep, it's like $20,000 out of my price range might get to me, you know, like that might kind of bother me a little bit or whatever. And like you said, it all stems from jealousy or like insecurity, mm. you know? Um, and then it also said when they see your success, it reminds them of their failures which I guess is really like the the main spot of it right is that it's like they're seeing you succeed and it just makes them feel really shitty about themselves so they'll do things that try to like bring you down and see like okay I think I've never like to be completely honest with you and my mm -hmm. mom and everybody's parents and teachers told me this my whole life like I'm like an old soul like mm -hmm. so even I was in like the middle school high school years I don't think I was really that petty of a person because the whole time I was like, mom, I just don't understand like why people act this way. Mm -hmm. And like, kind of drives me crazy because like that line of thinking, is just like not reality. Like, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you're like, not a narcissist. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Because, thank you. Good. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Because I like, you ever have those days where you're like, am I the narcissist? Am I the <laughs> yes. Am I the then problem? A narcissist wouldn't even ask that. So you're exactly. fine. Like, it's just the trauma. Um, <laughs> the hypervigilance coming out. But like, because I feel like we both know this. Like, nobody's journey is linear within and of itself. Mm -hmm. And your journey and my journey, though we have similarities, are different. Like, at every point of our life, we have had different experiences. And so it's very silly to, to me in my brain to be yeah. like, why? Why are you jealous that your friend got a promotion at their job? Or like, why are you jealous that right. like you're on different paths? Like you're gonna be at a different time frame. So it doesn't like click with the spirituality in my head. I'm yes. Like, yeah, exactly. And I think that's a lot too. Cause I'm sure, like I know that I know for certain that there have been times that I've been jealous of other people. But okay. to well, here, let me go into this. This is this will kind of help us uh, give us a little guidance. And if you are suspecting that you have a friend of me, here are some signs to look out for and how you can spot one. Okay. They talk about you behind your back. That's an obvious one. But they're they're gonna be nice to your face, just to be clear. Um, they are they're always asking for favors 
um, like you have one-sided support, it's all about them and not you. Again, narcissistic behavior. Uh, their emotional needs consistently outweigh yours. They only want to talk about themselves. They aren't happy about your achievements. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is like, I feel like the number one one, like as soon as you say, if you say something about like, you got a new job or whatever, and they're like, okay. And they start cutting it down immediately. Like, yeah, well, do you have benefits or, you know, like, so how much are you making? That's not really that much. Like, are you going to be able to do, you know, and it's just kind of like finding the negative spots of it is like, okay, why can't you just be happy for me? Why can't you just celebrate and be like, congratulations. That's awesome. You know, the one who's mm -hmm. never really happy for your achievements. Um, <laughs> they're passive aggressive this one first of all I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast I don't know how I wouldn't have but my number one like pet I don't even want to call it a pet peeve because it's way more extreme than a pet peeve but I cannot tolerate passive aggressive behavior I cannot and I think it's because I'm the kind of person who says what they're thinking all the time so people who are passive aggressive and are veiling their bullshit jealousy or anger or whatever it is underneath a compliment just makes my fucking skin crawl like I cannot express it to you I cannot stand it and I've told my sister before my sister's like the number one person who's guilty of this and I told her we literally talked about last time I saw her I was like just so you know like I don't know if there's a reason that I hate it so much but the passive aggressive bullshit has got to go like, I can't. I make the joke <laughs> these age that um, I'm more aggressive, aggressive. Exactly. Aggressive. Yeah. These, like, in my current life, I would say I'm more aggressive, aggressive. Like, I'll be like, hey, sir, I heard you say something inappropriate to the bartender. You need to leave. Yeah. And very direct these days. But, like, in the past yeah that was my trauma response is passive aggressive because right. if i can't be aggressive aggressive or if you can't really say what you think right and be, or if you say what you think you know you're going to be gaslit or cut whatever the only yeah. form be kind of passive aggressive so it's like yes yeah, frustrating and it's unhealthy communication styles for sure yes Yes. And okay. And this is the number one. I actually saw a TikTok about this the other day. It was like, holy fuck. I knew I wasn't making this up in my head. The number one like phrase that passive aggressive people use is when they say this. I just think it's funny how <laughs> and then they say it like, oh my God, whatever follows that is passive aggression. Just so you know. Don't Kate. I'm about to kick okay. you off this podcast. I'm like, I'll just sit there and then I'm like, you know, what's funny. You know, it's so funny. It's like, you remember that time when I said that thing bothered me in January. And then now I see that that was the same bitch. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah. that's so right. Like, Wait, are you letting, are you letting your real life trauma slip out a little bit? <laughs> I, I, I got a little real. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, I get really aggressive in situations where I'm like if I'm aggressive or aggressive right now I'm gonna go to that that's not gonna be a good look so if I can just be like you know what's fucking funny is you know like even back then when my intuition was like hey yo bitch and I like dismissed her like girl you anxiety your anxiety you ain't my intuition calm down uh -huh. and then you act like that's 
funny like we're gonna have a podcast on that shit too don't you worry don't you worry well the and like I think it comes from I have so much like high school trauma that I haven't worked through I feel every time I do a podcast this is basically like my shadow work every time I like write something I'm like fuck I might actually not be over that from when I was 15 years old (laughs) but they always used to just be like "Hmm, you're so funny and like what the fuck do you mean by that (laughs) you know what what are you trying to say like I wasn't trying to be funny I'm being serious I'm saying like my real thoughts now yeah that's so funny like shut the fuck up and see that's what my brain was like you don't seem to have emotional intelligence or the ability to process what I'm saying and therefore I don't want to hang out like (laughs) exactly you're right yeah looking back I'm like you should just not been with any of those people um (laughs) what'd you say comfort room you know like yeah um okay and then the next one is they pass off and this is a big one too they pass off cruel criticism as helpful feedback And then yeah. they're like, I'm just a friend who gives tough love. Like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just a straight shooter. Like, no, bitch, you're a fucking hater is what you are. There's a difference because I feel like we are both actual like tough love friends. It's like, listen, I know this is not what you want to hear, but I'm just telling you this. And then I'm, I'll, I'll leave it up to you, you know, but then the person who's like, mm, well, and then says something shitty about whatever you're happy about, like, no. That's and, not that, and there's a difference in being honest, which is like a core value of mine is like honesty mm-hmm. and being honest and brutally honest and brutally honest is brutal and it hurts people. And then there's honesty that it can be hard truths, but you can do it with kindness and you can do it in a way that mm-hmm. is like actually just an insult you know what I mean right exactly veiled (laughs) a veiled insult yeah and that's what like that's the difference between because there are people like some I know this is hard to believe but someone once told me that I was hard to talk to and I was like first of all but honestly I'm really like I'm not even being like not self-aware right now I really am like easy to talk to and have I been the easiest in my past to tell that I'm wrong no but I also always tell people like, no matter what you say, I'm going to do what I want anyway. So it doesn't really matter. I do have like a core group of friends. I mean, there's maybe like three people in my life who could come to me and be like, Hey, listen, you fucked up. This is a bad idea. Don't do it. And it's because I know that they are coming from such a pure place of just like, not brutal honesty, like you said, but yeah, tough love, something I don't necessarily want to hear, but I know that their intentions are good behind it. And you can tell the difference. You know what I mean? Like, you can tell if it's someone who's shitty, who, this is the best way I could describe a friend of me, okay? <laughs> if you're getting ready, like, you know, when we all used to get ready together and whatever, you're all dressing up, barring outfits, and you're like, do I look cute? And then the friend of me will be like, yeah, wear that one. But she tells you to wear the uglier outfit because she doesn't want you to be cuter than her. Oh, yes. You okay. know? You know what I mean? That kind of person. That's a friend of me. Meanwhile, just FYI for future notice um my funeral the dress code is you have to be the sexiest you've ever looked like you just have to like be sexy yes. that's that I want everybody to be hot like that is my <laughs> where the fundamental dress code you can find yes. and, so well, that's know, how, and like, now I've, 
<laughs> now I've started surrounding myself with people like other women. And I guess this really is a lot of my like trust issues with women is because I did have those kind of relationships growing up as like the frenemies. But now I'm kind of surrounding myself with more supportive women. And the other day you came into my job looking fine as fuck. You're wearing like low rise jeans, a fucking corset shirt and wear other people from before. And this is kind of like been programmed into my subconscious from being around that all those years would have been like, oh, wow, she's dressed like a skank or what, you know what I mean? Some like cutting down bullshit. But when you walked away, all of my coworkers were like, yo, she looks hot as fuck. Like I'm feeling that outfit. You know, like everyone is actually like supporting and building up because those, those frenemies, like you would fucking wear that. First of all, if you looked as good as her, you would wear it. You know what I mean? And if you weren't insecure, you would wear it or whatever your weird issues with like scantily dressed women is just an example. Not saying you were, but you know what I mean? Like anyone who's wearing something like a crop top or whatever, a lot of girls are quick to like knock them down. And it's like, why, like, why, why do you have a problem with it? That's something that's weird within you, not with them, you know? Internalized misogynistic tendencies, but you know, that's where that's connected in that regard. <laughs> each other as competition and that's how it's always supposed to been like instilled in our heads so we see each other as competition and so thus we see the need to tear down other women like and and this is obviously in regards to societal standards of heterosexuality but like we compete with each other for the attention of males or that's what society and the patriarchy wants us to do and so we're programmed from little girls to constantly be like of I should be able to get the attention or the love that she get, And so if I conduct myself this way, that means I'm more likely like blah, blah, blah. Yes. It's like societal um, brainwashing too. A hundred percent. And that's one of the things too, that I noticed, like even because some of these, like I said before, I've written, I wrote these topics out like a year ago when I was first starting the podcast and putting everything together, I wrote down a bunch of things I want to talk about. And even now with studying and like growing on my spiritual journey, not to get too like meta but even through all of that stuff now I look back at some of the stuff and I'm like I can't even like I can't even really talk to my shit about frenemies because like I know the trauma that goes into it now you know what I mean like and I was looking at I was like oh no these are just like narcissists and these are like insecure women who are just projecting and like you said because society has pinned us against each other like man it was just supposed to be one topic <laughs> Well, and like they'll think, oh, she wore that because she wants to get my man's attention or some yeah. shit like that. No, no, no. She wore that so maybe, well, the makeup, you're the only one that's going to be like, oh, girl, I love that MAC eyeshadow or that Fenty. Right. Or, and then like the outfit, maybe she just wants to feel good about herself and express herself, honey. Like it's not yeah. about the. Or maybe she wanted to get a man who wasn't fucking yours. Like you're just ugly anyway. Back off. I don't want your fucking dude. I don't know what she's looking for. That yeah. Was- Pack me up too. I remember being like, when I first started to come out to like my close friends, I remember being like, I remember those girls in middle school like didn't like me because I was friends with the guys, and they're like, yeah, but you never even hooked up with them. And I was like, yeah, I pretty much would have always rather hooked up with their girlfriends. So I don't know why they hate. Like, <laughs> that's my favorite. Which I'm straight, so honestly, I couldn't say it. But that's my. I'm like waiting to use it because you know, girls that were I'm a server, so girls at work are always like, mm, and I'm just waiting for someone to be like, um, "You're flirting with my dude," or like you were staring at my dude, so I could turn. I'm like, actually, I was looking at you. Like, what's good, bitch? I was looking at you, bitch. Nobody wants your man. 
a flower. <laughs> Fuck. Long. Okay, so since you sent me your notes, um, I'm going to read the next one. So their jokes are actually hurtful. Uh-huh. That's the next one, right? Yep. How do you feel about that, Becca? Tell me your experience with that, baby. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> I see this happen a lot. And I feel like this is kind of on the passive aggressive side of like when people say that I'm trying to think of an example off the time. Like I saw it happen recently, you know, when people will be like, oh yeah, because you're such a whore. Ha, <laughs> just kidding. Like, I mean, no one said it to me. Don't don't talk more. I'm like, yeah, but I am. But you know what I mean? What? I said, who said it, Becca? Literally. literally. And and it, it comes past off as like they're joking or whatever. And I'm like, no, oh, I'm just kidding. But again, that's just passive aggressive behavior, like. Mm, well first of all it's not funny like it's really not and that's like that's a big thing that I've noticed since again like spiritual journey starting uh like low vibration shit don't talk shit about yourself no negative self-talk which is fucking annoying because my number one sense of humor trait was uh self-deprecation you know Uh that was fucking hilarious there's nothing funnier than self-deprecation to me and it's it comes so easily to me then I look at it and I'm like bro I'm just it's not really good. I'm really programming my brain to like think all these things. So it's really not that great. So then it becomes like your friends are deprecating you and your personality rather than, you know, self-deprecation. And it's like, I mean, I get it. Like I get what you're trying to do, but still like, man, it's shitty. And most of the time, and this is, this is another thing too. This, I feel like is a really, really big red flag as far as frenemies. If they do it in front of dudes that you're like into. And they're like, oh yeah, because you farted last night. <laughs> you remember? I'm just kidding. Like, don't fucking say that in front of the dude I'm trying to fuck. You know what I mean? Just like embarrassing things that they would say to you about like, or like commenting on, which this is just one that I remember happening to me, like commenting on how much you eat. You know, like if you're eating, they're like, oh wow, like scarfing it down and like trying to make you look bad in front of someone, you know? Which is like, sorry, there's so many other societal issues too. That's why I- it, it pisses me off because like one it's even worse if the friend making the joke is making jokes about intimate things that you've shared with them yes. so if they got like um like oh like what are you gonna wet the bat or something like like if right. you're, you know what I mean or if like yeah like you said making comments about food which girls do to value other women because society tells us the less space you take up the more attractive you are to men because mm-hmm. pedophilia then you look more like a child and you're weaker and more submissive and easier to control and take advantage of so they Damn. Like, mm-hmm. so and it's then, oh yeah and then they attack you in front of potential mates uh-huh. because they feel insecure with their own standing and so if they can make you less attractive to the male species then mm-hmm. they'll feel like one because ultimately in their brains it's like boys and men's approval is at the top of it all and they're willing to sacrifice you and your friendship and your trust in order to feel like they've gained footing in that area exactly and then to top it off they wrap it up in a nice little bow of saying i'm just joking like no you're fucking not no you're not submissive young woman and haha because i'm kidding no you're not (laughs) fucking chest if that's what you mean that's how I am I'm like I will say it with my chest to your face exactly 
and like I'll make some jokes with my friends but I will be like I'm like we're cool and they're like dude yeah like we're fine you know what I mean and I don't hate their insecurities I'm not gonna like hit on something that I know you struggle with I'll Mm -hmm. like you about something stupid you know what I mean like oh yeah oh yeah you're whatever like I don't know. Yeah. Just some- Say, pass it off to make them sound good. Like, oh yeah, because I heard you don't choke on dick. <laughs> oh, she deep throats, <laughs> bro. She's really fucking good at bed. I heard you're a slut. She's got a lot of experience. So yeah, she'll rock your fucking world, bro. Like that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. The worst shit I've ever said about one of my friends is that if I had a dick for a day, I'd need her to suck it. Okay. Like because <laughs> I heard she could suck a like, stop I- out her garden hose, okay? <laughs> just kidding I wouldn't want a dick for a day I would want her to suck it that was not the joke like <laughs> so you should just let her suck yours like take advantage you're, yeah. you've got a lot of privilege here what <laughs> if I can like I don't know I just think uh, jokes and a lot of times let's flip this because I feel like in this situation we've been talking about mostly women right like women joking with other women let's flip this shit real quick so what really gets me pissed the fuck off okay men or masculine presenting individuals mm-hmm. period i don't care whatever if they present masculine and they come at you with some sideways shit mm-hmm. it's almost always objectification sexism misogyny like that is usually where their jokes lie mm-hmm. if, if not a person of color in which case they'll throw in some racism or xenophobia or something as well but it's like their jokes aren't funny they're actually what they believe and they're looking for someone else to laugh at it so they don't feel alone in their belief system yes or plot twist they want to fuck you too because that's the thing too like jealousy you know what i mean like your friends are jealous of you because they think you're more fuckable and then you got like a dude friend let's say opposite sex me and one of my guy frenemies is like bullshit and like yeah because he wants to fuck you too and he's jealous that he can't so he's just gonna like say these little digs, but they keep hanging around you. Like that's what annoys me. And I look back and I'm like, I can't believe that I let these people hang around me and that I surrounded myself with these fake people for so fucking long. Maybe that's why I have such a distaste for it now is because I put up with it for a long time of like dealing with that bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, don't. So right now, if you've got a fucking friend of me, like cut them out, dude. Yeah, that shit is annoying. And it's like, I don't know, it's just a little, the digs, man, like the little jokes and shit like that. Like you said, like, who is it around? When are they mm-hmm. acting? Like, yeah, that's a big one. Because they usually, I mean, for the most part, they don't do it like when they're, when it's just one-on-one. Usually, I mean, they can, you know, but like for the most part, they are, and this is where like the narcissistic behavior comes in. They're doing it to try to raise their, uh, image I guess you know Mm. and lower yours so they have to look better than you so they'll do it and it happened to me recently I would say I do have a friend of me and it's not necessarily that I keep someone close to me but it's someone who without going into too much detail is in my environment that I have to deal with who again is a narcissist (laughs) but they um they they will say things like if other people give me a compliment they make sure to like throw a little dig in there real quick to be like I don't want you you know I don't want her head getting too big (laughs) it's like okay that's 
that's not what this is about. You're not just trying to keep me humble. And that's the thing that they pass off. You know what I no. mean? Like they pass it off as like doing Pause. something good for you. Hit me. Hit me. Because it is, it, you didn't trigger me, but that word fucking triggers me. Okay. Uh -huh. So, so humble to uh -huh. humble yourself is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. Okay. So, a of a low social, administrative, or political rank, a modest pretension or dimension. He builds an, okay. So, when you are humbling yourself it is literally it is literally like you should think you're less valuable than you are like you should okay. love yourself and if you know your worth and you have boundaries and someone and and you know what i mean like uh -huh. and it's hard to get to that point and if you love yourself and you have boundaries and you know your worth and somebody's like you need to be humbled. It's like, no, you want me to view myself as less than I am worth so that I will take your shit and let you push my boundaries. Once you humble me, I'm more submissive to what you want because now that I have my worth and I have my boundaries, you're not getting to use my resources the same way. So you want to humble me. So fuck that shit. I hate that word. Ugh, don't humble <laughs> and you know what's crazy too now that i'm thinking about it this was something else um which i talk about her all the time on here bb from the red jasper when she was doing um one of her lives we were talking she was talking about um like vanity as far as from like a religious perspective and whatever how that's kind of beat into our head too it's again it's just the thing we're in the patriarchy trying to keep women down or whatever you know but, but it was and that was something i grew up with too was like make sure that you're staying you don't want to be too vain if you look at i don't know i've talked about this before too if you look at yourself in the mirror for too long you're being vain and things like that so it's like it really is i've never thought of humble as being one of those like buzzwords but it's true like it, it's people just trying to keep you down or lower you just enough like you said to where they can take advantage of you or like keep you under their reins you know yes and it's That's not that obviously if you're a vain, self-obsessed, like narcissist that comes mm -hmm. from narcissism who drowned himself by looking in his reflection, you know, mm -hmm. like, that is not beneficial, right? right. Like, fucking line, but mm -hmm. like, you have to humble yourself from a healthy level of self-love and boundaries. And it, it just like, it blows my mind that like, like vanity it's seen as this awful thing, but it's the simultaneously society is telling you like, oh, you didn't wear makeup on today. You didn't wear a bra. Like, why didn't you do this, that, and another? Why isn't your hairbrush and like done right. up? It's like, it's like, you're supposed to be vain enough to care how other people perceive you based on societal's image of how you should appear. Mm -hmm. But if you do then you could be vain or people could get jealous of you or mad that you're trying too hard because you're trying to outshow somebody but yes. if you do it then you're not putting in care for your own appearance and it's they like want you they want you to be just vain enough or just not vain enough I guess just below vanity because they need you to buy makeup products and clothes and things and they need you like not quite secure just a little bit under there so you're always trying to get the next best thing and always trying to you know buy new outfits and whatever something in style and on trend and do all the makeup bullshit that people are trying to do so like self-confidence is bad because then you don't need anything mm -hmm. you know 
economically then, speaking, it's best if we just hate ourselves. Well, this is, it has helped my, um, my brain. So I just like, we've talked about this before. I hack my brain. Like I'm done trying to fight like my mental health diagnoses and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. fight them. I just like work with those bitches and negotiate. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh my God. Beck, it left me. It's okay. Here, I'll Back, bring out. What did you just say? The last thing that just came out. Oh, Make I it. remember. That's me. <laughs> All right, I'm unmedicated today. I think we're just talking about this. <laughs> I'm taking my ADHD meds. Um, so I realized like with my body image issues and like the societal pressure and all this stuff for so long, right? That I like have obviously really struggled with self-image and had, you know, all self-love and um materialism at one uh-huh. point. Using makeup not as an art form and expression, but like as a mask, as like a mm-hmm. shield. Or then the opposite and like always having wet hair and a baggy sweatshirt as a shield to protect me from society standards, right? Mm-hmm. But I realized the most helpful thing to me was rich, white, cease, old men profit millions and billions of dollars off of setting standards that are unachievable, even by the models and things themselves that set the standard. And then sell you a bunch of shit you don't need to meet the standard that they want you to fill. That's based on Eurocentric features, racism, sexism, pedophilia, all mm-hmm. these things. And they make so much fucking money off of you hating yourself. Basically. That shit helps so much. Okay. Yeah. Like thinking about that helps me be like, no, I don't need that. Why would I need a boob job? Why would I need a nose job? Like right. that's just society fucking me up and trying to take my money. And then like... I don't know, dude, like that helps. And also just side note for intrusive thoughts. Uh-huh. So like, oh girl, were you going to wear a crop top? How's your tummy look like that? Like blah, 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 blah. Like you have some like thought like that up in your uh-huh. head when you're getting, I just put it with a Chad voice. I just give it a Chad voice. And it's like, it's like <laughs> uh, girl, you think you wear a crop top with a stomach? Like, I'm like, shut the fuck up, Chad. Nobody cares about your opinion. Okay. Like <laughs> off in a, like pineapple or something i don't know like leave <laughs> fucking <phone>. kyle <laughs> yes chad cowboys picture it's a white straight I, dude wearing yes. fucking flip-flops and a polo with the yes. collar pop saying it it's easier to fight with chad bro i think you just cracked the fucking code dude i hope so much i think i think you cracked the code oh my god <laughs> I feel like I'm like I'm just like oh fuck like me I just need to end the podcast here like I, that that was astonishing I'm doing that from now on it helped me because I was like if a chat or or think about it and be like this thought would I let a chad say this to my best friend without throwing hands you're right yeah, that helped would I let chad say anything to my best friend without throwing hands shut the fuck up chad like shut the fuck up chad god damn it well, okay, so, and this is the part of my research that I got to that I was like, mm, I can't say all this stuff because just like we're talking about trying to not be petty anymore. And a lot of the stuff was petty. So I kind of narrowed it down to the ones that I felt comfortable giving advice with. And it was like, what to do if you have a friend of me? And obviously, in game is to weed them out. And if you want to be real about it, I mean, my advice would be like, just fucking don't talk to them anymore. 
And I understand that some people aren't like that. So it says, uh, you know, don't engage. And this was the best point of this. And I was like, okay, this makes total sense. It will drive them crazy that they can't get to you. And I was like, fuck, you're right. So just not engaging every time they make a passive aggressive joke or whatever, be like, uh-huh. Like, yeah, you're right. Or, or, or my favorite, my favorite is, can you explain how that's funny? <laughs> can you explain that to me? Like, especially sexist jokes or something. And be like, it's just a joke. I'm like, aren't jokes supposed to be funny? Can you explain it to me? I don't seem to get it. And like, I get how- it how their misogynistic joke is funny or their eating disorder joke is funny it's like yeah that was a joke I thought they were supposed to be funny can you tell me yeah help me help me understand that's a good one too that's a great piece of advice um the next one is use them for motivation that's the best way to do it is you know when they say fucking use the haters for motivation like that's really what it is nothing feels better than proving all of those fuckers wrong so as hard as it is like tune them out and if you can't when you're going to the fucking gym or when you're doing whatever the fuck it is you know that they said you couldn't do just keep that voice in the back of your head and be like yeah it's gonna feel so fucking great when I laugh in these people's faces because they said I couldn't do it that is still kind of petty advice, but still use it for motivation and then uh, fucking spread peace and love to them afterwards. Send them love and light afterwards. That's the better, that's the better one. See, and I'm not going to lie, I do have my petty every once in a blue moon. <laughs> I'll use something like that later. But um, <laughs> I'm going to try not to. And I will say it is better revenge to not think about them or care at all. So You're if right. we can do that kind of person where you can tap into that and just be like no like one time <laughs> no. I get annoyed with people like if I see them like obviously if it's not like a predator or something from my past right. like I, if I see somebody I just don't like or respect I literally just they don't exist like I literally can be in standing next to them and they don't exist right so that's really and empowering. it does take a while to get to that point too it is very empowering and it takes a while to get especially because we have to think too like which most of my um what's the word I'm looking for not my dynamic the people who listen uh demographic thank you that was good I was gonna just skip it if you could think of it but that was gonna drive me fucking crazy most of my demographic is not it's like you know almost 30 and or whatever 24 and up or something so I feel like you're kind of past that anyway but for like younger people it's really not that easy especially if these are like lifelong friends and remember like you were talking about brainwashing and they gaslight and do all that bullshit like sometimes you might not even realize that that's what's happening because like you said when you were younger it's like you it, you're not processing that it really is just like jealousy or insecurities that they're projecting you're just thinking like this is my friend why isn't she happy for me like yeah I must be doing something wrong you know yeah I, okay, like, so this is, I know this is kind of technical. It's not all topic. Fuck it. Um, so you, would it be an example that when I went to a private school and my friends I had grown up with, I started dating this dude when I got there and um, super sweet dude, everything. Well, they ended up telling me if I didn't break up with him that I wasn't like that. I was someone different when I was dating him, which we were like in fifth sixth grade like we weren't even we'd hang out at recess you know but like that I was different when I was dating him and if um they didn't like who I had become and if I didn't break out with him then I was putting a boy over my friends Mm -hmm. 
And so I did, I broke up with him mm-hmm. and within the same year, they were like, Hey, by the way, when we get to that high school and we had cheered together in middle school and they were like, if you try out for the cheer team in high school, we don't want to be your friend because then you're going to be choosing to hang out with those kind of people because the high school reputation, but really now looking back, I'm like, you didn't think you would make it into the high school exactly yeah they didn't want you to be quote-unquote popular or they didn't want you to have a boyfriend because they were incapable of getting one first of all let me just cut let me just say this too I went to private school and when you said does this count as a frenemy as soon as you said the words private school I was like yes immediately whatever the next sentence was just fucking yes well turns out they liked the boy that I had been dating but he had never looked at them that way and so when I got was like oh I want her to be my first girlfriend and they were not cool with that uh-huh. and so that was with that situation and then since I responded how they wanted because I would never put a boy before my friends even when I was that young right and then it goes to well if you do cheer and I all the practices for the cheer right like because mm-hmm. I am since I was a little kid so like I was excited and I went to all the practices a week long before the like the audition or the tryout tryout and the day of the tryout now looking back I recognize was the day I had my first panic attack because I could not get out of bed I was so anxious I didn't know how to put a word on it but I got out of my bed and I had to miss the the tryouts we're digging into trauma I also have always said that I've got a lot of like unresolved trauma from high school and by the way after you said private school I was gonna let you finish and then I was gonna say but then did one of them try to date him because then yes also that like that's a classic fucking move it's to be like oh you're different like he that guy sucks don't date him he's a loser and then you're like oh okay well okay and then they fucking swoop in now that's my trauma bitch Someone telling me not to do something and then them moving in so that they can do it. That's a whole other. Like that kind of happened at public school when I was in high school, like actually in like the high school years. And my best friend was best friends with my boyfriend. And then she was telling me like, yeah, I just think it would be better if you broke up. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Like we were blah, blah. We were in middle school when we first got together or whatever. And so I break up with him. And then before I know it, they're dating. And I was like, wait. Every fucking time, dude. That's where it stems from is they want what you can't have. So they got to claw it out of your hands. Well, and disclaimer. I do understand both of their childhood environments and how those have created who they are, like who their parents were and how they grew up and there's that dynamic. And so that's what I hate is yeah. I don't want to be, your, I don't like you or respect you, but like, I understand why you are this way. Yeah. Like, it's a fucking, what's catch 22. Like, goddamn, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. Because it's like, I don't want to be your friend, but also like, I get where you're coming from because I see your trauma. Like, let's fix that. But no, don't, 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 don't take that on. Also, Brent, you know my brain goes. So you had said don't engage was one of the things that, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we've been talking about narcissism tied into this. I've been seeing a lot about gray wall, gray walling, gray walk, gray rocking on uh, like TikTok and stuff uh-huh. about how to deal with like narcissistic parents or or people like that in your life that like gaslight you and turn stuff around on you and everything. And like, it talks about not engaging. 
and to give the most simple answers ever. Like, where are you going? Um, I told you I'm going to have lunch with my friends. Well, why are you putting makeup on? You're going to go out there and be trying to hit on dudes, blah, 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 blah. No, I told you I'm going to lunch with my friends. Well, no, you didn't tell me that. And you know, I'm having a bad day. And now you're going and you're leaving. It's like, no, I already had these plans. So <laughs> yeah, it's like, so I'll see you when I get back. Well, if I even decide to stay here when you get back, if you're going to treat me like this and you just be like, okay, and just like walk away, like, yes. sure. Okay, yes. then bye. But I'm just going to, I'm going to do my plans. I'm going to do what I said. I'm going to give you straightforward responses yes. and go into the like guilt trips. Exactly. Like, yeah. Pick a line on the fucking wall and walk towards it. Don't let anything else distract you. Just like, yep, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And then make it out the fucking door. And that's another thing, because you're talking about like home life or whatever. This was another thing that, uh, especially with narcissists, is where I really picked up on this, was that this is a narcissistic characteristic, is that frenemies can also be parents, right? And I feel like the most classic example is like a narcissistic mother who has a daughter, and because it's usually like same gender when this happens, and uh that's the same idea of like they want you they want you to be successful but not more successful than them and I'll just give an example off the top of my head is like pageant moms is what I think of like they want you know if they were beautiful when they were younger and they had all these boyfriends and whatever and then they raise their daughters and they put them in pageants and they want them to be beautiful and all this stuff but now like their looks are fading they start getting jealous uh like a sign of it is like the moms that flirt with their kids boyfriends or their daughter's boyfriends you know like yeah <laughs> yes but it's because it's like this weird like this insecurity of like you know they're fading youth that they want to cling on to so a lot of times they'll do it through they try to live vicariously through their kids but then they get jealous that their kids are having success or that they're doing the things that they never got to do and it backfires so they want you to do it but they're gonna bitch about it the whole time you know Okay, so I just want to shout out to my mom. Mom, if you ever listen to this, thank you for never hitting on any of my boyfriends. I really appreciate that because I'd never thought about that. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it was, I knew people, okay? I knew people that I would see it and it was fucking uncomfortable. And it's because the mom's like, you know, they're trying to relive their glory days, but they're gone. So they do it through their kids, you know? I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. (laughs) Yeah, that is a perfect example. Except if she was just like a bitch to Regina, you know, like so how is Regina? Huh? How uh, Regina's mom wasn't mean to her. I know that's what I'm saying. If she was a oh, bitch, then that would be the example. Yeah, she was just like, like <laughs> she was just nice and supportive. But yeah, if she was doing all those things and then also trying to sleep with Aaron, then yeah. yeah. Real life examples here, guys. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. we got covered first of all everyone's seen fucking mean girls so I feel like I was like I, we didn't even explain it but I feel like we don't have to but yeah that's a thing to look out for too is the parents uh and one of the notes said that it stems from them losing the position as head of household which I feel like kind of not necessarily head of household that's kind of a metaphor but I feel like that's every like frenemy is the girl the popular girl who's like the alpha of the group and they see someone, for instance, you, the new girl, come in. People are giving her attention that, you know, she's pretty. She's whatever. She's got all these things going for her. So she has to, like, knock her down a peg because she doesn't want to lose her spot as the alpha, you know. And what better way to do it rather than to 
first of all, they take you in because it's easy, you know, keep your friends close, your enemies closer, all that stuff. They take you in. They pretend to be your friend. Did something just click in your head and you just <laughs> We're having so many breakthroughs. You didn't know you knew this much about frenemies, did you? Indirectly, you've got a lot of experience with this. I didn't, I've never put that term on it when I was talking. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you, you caught up my face. Um, so you were saying like they try to take you in first, right? And when yeah. I, from public school to private school, uh -huh. before those, my close friends ended up doing that shady online. But when I first got there, the quote unquote most popular girl who mm -hmm. I never got the big deal, but okay, the most popular girl really meant her daddy had the biggest bank account or so everybody thought, but there's more tea behind that. It's fine. So she came yeah, up always to is. <laughs> and was like, so we've decided you can be part of our group. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> This fourth grade me and I was Have like you what you seen Shit's Creek when Alexis goes back to high school and David says never trust anyone who tries to be your friend on the first day that's why bitch that's why it's frenemies they take you in because they know that they're that's another thing too is they do it because they see your power and your beauty or whatever it is that they're envious of and they think by proxy they can have it like they want you close because you've got these things because you're magnetic because boys like you because whatever you have fucking i don't know a cool car or something so they think that they're cool enough just being around you but also they don't want you to be cooler than them so they have to like be around you but enough to where they can you know bring you down i ended up telling this sis though i was like because when I was like, what do you mean? She was like, like, you can be part of our clique, like her and like the richest, most quote unquote popular people in the school or mm -hmm. whatever. And I was like, oh, we can totally be friends, but I don't really do cliques or anything. Like I like to be friends with like whoever I want to be friends with. And right. from that day on, that bitch tried to make my life hell. For your like public enemy number one. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, yeah, I want to be your friend, but I don't do cliques. Like, and still right. to this day, even if I go to a bar with my friends, like, yeah, I'll, I'll leave with the same people I came with, but I'm going to float around the whole time and tell people, hey, that I know, like, I'm going right. to, like, you know, I, I want to be kind to everyone, not just people, just one group, like, I never get right. friends. See, that's I don't do flicks either, but I'm on the opposite end. It's because I don't like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> because I want zero friends. I'm just kidding. I say that a lot, but I really do have, like, nice people in my life. Yeah, you do. Like, me, bitch. Like, uh, you, bitch. Oh, and my brain just bounced to this too. So I'm going to say this too. So that same individual ended up went after I cried every day and went back to uh, public school. That same individual ended up coming to the school that I came to. And at that point, the whole, the whole script flipped and oh, yeah. like trying, because once again, then in that point in time, I guess they perceived I had more power because I had grown up in that school. So I still knew everybody. You got I just, and so. <laughs> up to me and was like let's be friends can you show me around like let me meet your friends and I was like no and like walked away from her because I was like now now you have something you think you can gain and uh -huh. so now in my life how you want to try to gain something from me because she had lost her position at the previous school which is why she wanted to move in the first place exactly to gain back position here yep and here we don't care about your daddy's money 
and we just know that you're not nice pretty talented funny or anything else to be recognized as popular and now you're trying to make me give you connections and so now that's the thing keep in mind it's not kindness if you can gain something from the person it's when you have nothing to gain and you're asking for nothing in return yep and she's trying to get that clout baby yep okay so don't engage, I guess, is our number one bit of advice for these and to cut them out. And then the last bit, I'll tell you, this was on the site. And this is also um, a piece of advice that I've gotten, again, spiritual journey with like manifesting and all that stuff. Uh, don't tell them about your plans for your success. Mm-hmm. because They'll try to steal your ideas. And also negative energy, like someone, you know, they say evil eye, like, that you have to keep an eye out for that shit because you're against these like quote unquote psychic attacks. It's because people who are wishing you failure, like that can have an effect on you genuinely, just energetically. And also like being told constantly, being cut down, like being told that your ideas are stupid or that you're not going to be successful. So if you have a fucking idea for something, don't tell nobody. And if you got to tell somebody, tell someone that you really fucking trust. But it's people that when you tell about it are going to be like, oh, that's a great fucking idea. I support you. How can I help you? What can I do to help you achieve that? Rather than like, cool. What, um, do you think that's really going to work? Or, you know, like saying things like that that make you like doubt yourself. Like, no, stay away from those fuckers. Yeah, no, I definitely, I would like to reiterate that is so important. They always say like, um, I can't think of the exact wording of the saying, but basically it's like work in silence. Yep. Like get it done. And then once it's done, you can tell people about it. Like exactly. Uh, I don't think I really told anybody I was applying to grad school until I was already in grad school. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the one year grad program. It's because I hadn't got into grad school period and I hadn't gotten into the accelerated one year program. But the people I did, I think maybe I told like a couple friends and right. I told them am getting in the one-year grad program mm-hmm. but nobody else know and until so I was already in it but like the only times I did speak about it I had already said it like it had already happened like I already was manifesting it with the language I was using to the very select that I did tell exactly. and then I publicly talked about it after it was already happened yep. too late pretend- mm-hmm. and you said energetically but I'm gonna just throw out there too it, you mm-hmm, energetically Word the fulfilling, uh, self fulfilling prophecy, yada yada. But also keep in mind now we might be some holy God fearing children or whatever agnostic atheist. I don't care what you are, Buddhist, yada yada. You might be any of these things. But keep in mind there are motherfuckers out there that practice like witchcraft. That if they have details, they can they can try to use their outlets and their religion to mess with you if they know enough. Right. And then, but that's what I'm saying. They haven't got to know enough. They can just like, just wishing negative thoughts on someone or like having bad vibes towards them is enough. So these motherfuckers don't even, they got to have an altar or a fucking crucifix or a sage they're burning in their house. You know what I mean? Any of that bullshit. They can literally just be thinking about you and wishing you harm and thinking like, I hope she fails. And all these fuckers with these negative energies, it's enough. I'm telling you, it's enough. So even if they don't say it out loud to you, if they're thinking something bad, it's just, it's best to keep it to yourself. Real G's move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> From the immortal words. 
Louise Baby. Louise Baby. First rapper I ever started liking in middle school. Thank you, Louise Baby. Fuck yeah, yes. he gets us through some shit. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad that we have to talk about this. I feel like maybe I need to be going and doing some internal work and like journaling and shit now that I've like drudged up on my high school trauma now. So thanks for that, Kate. Of course. <laughs> love having you. I love being. And in another episode, we can go deeper into some of these um, psychological definitions and how to tell narcissists and stuff. We can go into a little bit more of narcissistic relationships in a different one. Hell yeah. Go, uh, we got the text. We got it Yes, covered. bitch. Yeah, and we did. So I think it might have been last week that we covered narcissists, um, but I definitely want to have a part two because I feel like there's so much there and I feel like that's a big thing that people struggle with. And also I want to do um, the effects of like narcissistic parenting, which we kind of dove into a little bit today with you know frenemy moms and shit but there's a lot to unwrap so we will be back um i'll probably be back i don't know next week i've got a couple of things planned but uh yeah we'll see you guys next week bye y'all thanks for listening